This is episode number 80 with Chris Lee. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Thanks so much for tuning in today, guys. I am super pumped because I have got a special guest on today, and his name is Chris Lee. That's right. You guys have been requesting him to come back. You said that his two episodes have been two of the most powerful, inspiring, moving episodes that you've listened to on the School of Greatness podcast. So since you requested it, I'm going to make sure that I listen and deliver on your request. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure to share it out there on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter. Post it everywhere because this is going to be the most powerful episode that he has of his three so far, in my opinion. And uh, we just had this thing recorded. It is awesome. It's off the charts. If you can master what Chris is going to be talking about in this next 50 to 60 minutes, then you're going to be able to take your business, your relationships, and your life to a whole new level. I'm not kidding on this one. This is some of the most powerful information that I've learned over the years. And uh, when Chris taught me this on a deeper level, I really it really made sense on why I was able to uh, do what I was doing in the relationships that I had. And this is all about how to influence anyone, how to influence and inspire anyone to move into any type of action. Now, if you can get people to move into action, whether it be in your business and relationships, whatever it may be, obviously in a moral and ethical way, then you're going to be able to get the, the results that you're looking for on everything. Again, if you can move people into action, if you can get them to move forward on whatever you are requesting, if you're looking to get more sales, if you're looking to uh, find a wife or a husband, right? If you, can, if you can connect with people on their level and move them to action, you're going to be able to achieve anything you want. Okay, guys, this is extremely powerful. And it's all about understanding the four different personality types that are out there in the world. Yes, there's four main personality types. And... Chris is going to be covering what those personality types are, how you can see the cues of what people have, and how you can instantly connect with them on their level with which personality type they are. Now, this is, again, some powerful information. You want to use this uh, wisely, and you want to use it from your heart. So you want to connect with people with your heart and understand where they're coming from and connect with them on their level. Very powerful. So I'm going to basically just let Chris take it away. I'm going to introduce him here in a second when I bring him on. But this, again, is powerful information. I want you guys to share this online on social media uh, with your friends because this is one of my favorite episodes to date. And I think you're going to see why here in just a few moments. So let's go ahead and dive in with the one and only Chris Lee. Thanks again for joining me on the School of Greatness podcast, and you've got a special treat today because we've got my good friend, 
my brother from another mother, Chris Lee, back on the show for the third time. The only person on the show for the third Woo! time. Very excited. He's here in my studio. I'm in Santa Monica for the summer, so he is uh, in a new space. But we're very excited about this one. And uh, he's been the most popular guest. He has the most views of the two shows of anyone else. Lots of people are constantly tweeting and sharing his uh, his message every day. I feel like I get someone saying something about one of the podcasts. Every day I get something. And the last two episodes that we did with him was number 36. It was about how to envision and achieve your dreams. Very powerful episode. If you haven't listened to that, make sure to go listen to it. There's a really cool guided meditation that he walks us through. And then the most recent one was number 54. All of these both linked up in the show notes on the 10 principles of abundance and prosperity, which is, I think more people listen to that one, I think, or it's about close, right? Very close. But uh, again, lots of people love them both. And people have been saying, when are you going to get Chris back on? We want more of Chris. And the la- and that last one is is actually becoming a book. Yes, turning into a book. It's become so popular. So he's working on that right now. It's very yes. cool. And uh, so I, everyone's like, when is Chris coming back on? And I was like, well, let's get him on soon. So he's back here teaching some workshops, some leadership workshops. So we got him in. He's a busy guy, but we're pumped to have him on. And this is one that we talked about. I went to Puerto Rico and visited Chris a few months back. And we were like, what's the next one going to be about? And this is one that's probably it's probably going to be the biggest episode so far, in my opinion, because it's all about understanding people and relationships. And the key to success, there's lots of keys to being successful. You've got to have hard work, dedication, commitment. You've got to be able to hustle to get what you want. Lots of different things. You've got to master your craft. But really, the key to success that's probably the biggest key is understanding and relating to the different types of people out there. And there's lots of different type of people with different personalities, different backgrounds. And if you only approach every person one way, then you're only going to be able to connect with a certain type of person. But if you can learn to flex your personality your communication and connect in different ways and meet someone where they're at as opposed to where you're at, that's really the key to being successful, I would say. And uh, that's what Chris is here to talk about, which is understanding people. And he's a success coach. He's a life coach. He's a business coach. He teaches people how to get to the next level on all areas of his lives, other lives. And it comes down to being understanding relationships. And that's something he's been practicing and coaching and teaching for 27 years is understanding the emotions of people, why people do things, say things, act a certain way that they do. And again, when you can tap into that understanding, that psychology behind every individual out there, the sky is the limit of what you can create. Again, you want to be authentic and have uh, morals and ethics when you're connecting with people. So it's not about trying to manipulate anyone by understanding where they come from and why they act the way they are, but it's understanding it's really building a win-win with the, every relationship. So I'm very excited about this one. I want you to make sure you get out a pen and paper for this. If you're driving, obviously don't do that. But if you're sitting down somewhere, take out a pen and paper because there's going to be some great notes that you're going to take on this one. And uh, let's go ahead and jump right in it. So, Chris, thanks again for being here. I'm excited. I'm very excited to be here. We just took a stroll down Santa Monica <laughs> Beach and watched a bunch of people work out while we had a coffee. But... Um, I'm very excited about this, and let's go ahead and dive into it. There's really four different types. Well, first off, talk about why it's so important to understand 
uh, to build relationships and understand people. And then we'll get into the types of people and personalities that are out there. Okay. So first of all, I want to say hello to everybody that's listening. It's really wonderful to connect with your audience yeah. that I feel now is part of my audience. Of course. And I've had the opportunity, the privilege to get a lot of uh, messages on Twitter and Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram, just people giving me feedback about how the podcast has impacted their life. And that's why we do this. So we yes. do this so that people could have tools to have a, a, a successful life, a more impactful life. Yes. And one of the things that I find is important and that you've been mentioning earlier is the ability to create relationship with other people. And if you look at people that are successful and people that impact others and people that move other people, they all have one thing in common. And the thing they have in common is their ability to reach people's heart and the ability to move people. And to me, part of emotional intelligence is knowing myself, knowing my strengths, knowing my weaknesses, but also knowing my audience, Hmm. knowing my client, knowing my employees, knowing the people that I'm sending a message to and being able to identify what are their needs, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses. And by identifying what people need, we end up speaking the same language. Mm. And so a lot of people have a breakdown because their message is one language and people are listening through another filter. And so they're hearing a different language. And it's like we're both speaking English or whatever the language is, but it's just people hear in a different way and process in a different way. And this tool that we're going to bring forward right now in this podcast, I'm very excited because it's something that's helped me be able to impact the maximum number of people. Mm -hmm. Like you said earlier, if I only, you know, the only tool, like an example, the only tool you have in life is a hammer. Everything will start showing up like a nail. Mm. Right. And you know that there are a lot of things that uh, a lot of tools necessary to create what we want to create. And so this tool is going to help people, assist people in reading other people and knowing where they're at and also knowing what they need to access. So it's Mm -hmm. not about being fake. It's about shifting your way and your approach to reach people. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're. You know, it's not everything's not a nail. You know, you need a screwdriver for a screw. If you try to nail a screwdriver and it's going to look all nasty and it's not going to work. Just like a relationship won't work if you're treating each relationship as the, the same. same. So you need to be able to adjust or take a different tool out to put it in its place. And you can have 100 people listening to you, but you have to speak to a hun- to a different listenings. Yeah. And each person has a personality and a style. And so this what I'm bringing in this is called the personality matrix, Mm. which comes from studies that have been done on different styles of personalities. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's thousands of styles of personalities, but there's a general consensus that there are four personality types. And what's cool about this podcast is as I describe each personality type, you're going to be able to identify, (laughs) okay, that's me. Or that's my boyfriend. Or or that's my boyfriend or or my boss or my employee. And so what's great is you'll be able to speak their language. Yeah. And it's also every personality type has a strength and a weakness. So Mm -hmm. it's also a good tool so that you could identify, okay, that's my personality type. That is definitely my strength. And then my weaknesses, I need to develop that. Yeah. So learning my personality type, then I could identify my strength and my weakness Mm -hmm. and I could develop 
my weaknesses and continue with my strengths, but it also allows me to identify other people and speak their language, therefore creating success. And if anyone, you know, we have lots of entrepreneurs and business owners on here, and this is extremely valuable for for you specifically because your audience, you're going to want to speak your audience language or your potential customer's language. And if you're just speaking your language, then you're going to attract the same people back to you. But if you want to reach a broader audience, you've got to start speaking a language of everyone. And ideally, a leader is has access to all four personality types. Right. So if I have, if I know that my audience is one personality type mostly, that I get to speak in a way that they understand. Sure. And then bring them the message. Yep. Because everybody listens in a different way. Yeah. And okay. it just allows me to be more effective. Okay. Cool. So let's uh, let's go into it. What are the what are the four personality types? Okay. So let's let's talk let's talk one by one okay, because cool. each one is complex. So the first uh, personality style, and by the way, you may, as you listen to this, you may feel that you fit into one. It's possible you fit into two. It's possible that you have, you know, a little more of one than the other, a little less of the other than this one. And also, it's it could also be depending on the circumstance. Mm-hmm. For example, I could be a personality type in bed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or I could be a personality type at work. Sure. Or I could be a different personality type socially. So, but there's generally a home base. Right. Okay. So the first personality type I want to talk about is the controller. What's the controller? The controller is the person that always wants to be right. Mm. The controller is the person that likes to be in control of himself. So he's in control, but he wants to be in control of everyone around him. Mm. So can you give me some examples of that? Yeah, it's somebody that uh, likes to be the source of all the ideas. So even if it's your idea, they thought of it. Really? (laughs) (laughs) A controller is somebody that is, they're usually a leader. They're very powerful. Mm -hmm. They're powerful with their conviction. They got a lot of confidence and they think they could get it done better than anybody else. Mm. So a controller the gift of a controller is that they make things happen. These are the movers, the shakers, the people that do whatever it takes. And the gift of the controller is that a controller is confident, a controller is a leader, they take initiative. Make decisions. They make decisions. They're all about the result. Yeah. Now. Goal-oriented. Completely goal-oriented, results-oriented. Right. So the downside of a controller is that they appear insensitive, they appear mean, they don't listen, they like to be right, therefore everyone around them is wrong. wrong. (laughs) Ring a bell, people. (laughs) So it's that boss that won't listen to feedback, won't listen to ideas. Can't take criticism. Doesn't take criticism. It's that person that likes to be right. Yeah. And they don't listen. As a matter of fact, before, they'll they'll ask a question, but they'll answer it. Hmm. So that's the person that is inflexible. Mm. So if they have a plan to go to dinner and they want to go to Chinese food, that's it. It's Chinese food, period. You want to go with them, it's got to be Chinese. If you say it's, you know, I want to eat Thai food, forget it. You're eating alone. (laughs) (laughs) And a controller is, the good news about a controller is that they make things happen. They're powerful. They make, you know, take initiative and they usually have results. Sure. The downside is the biggest cost or the biggest price is relationships. Mm. 
because who wants to be around somebody who doesn't listen and who's always right? And so if you're a controller and if you identify with that, well, obviously you need to work on your social skills, your relationship skills, Empathy, your listening yeah. skills, et cetera, et cetera. And as I describe some of the other personality types, you'll know what you'll need to work on as well. So if you have a controller and you're addressing a controller in terms of managing them or you want to convince them to do something, you need to speak their language. So if someone's always right, say you're trying to sell me something or you're right. trying to get me to do something that maybe I'm not convinced on doing or buying yet and you want to speak my language, say I'm the controller and I like it my way, a certain way, like I have something in my mind that it's got to be that way, how would you speak to me to convert me into buying or you know coming along a trip or, or investing in your investing, company yeah, or whatever yeah so first of all i got to be confident if i show up wishy-washy mm. or wimpy or unsure it's over then it's not he's not going to trust you here no because yeah. you know he's going to look at you like you're full of it and he knows more than you and he's right he always knows more than you so you got to be confident you got to be clear you got to show up dressed in a formal way because controllers are formal mm. they're formal in their dress and they're dominant wow. so they're dominant and they're formal so you got to show up formal and you got to show up in a not necessarily over domineering but you got to show up that you're powerful too so you got to match their energy so mirroring them yeah you yeah. got to match their energy yeah and to convince a controller you got to make everything their idea mm. So you got to turn the thing into, well, you know, you need to agree with them. And as you're agreeing, you're, you're right. inputting, <laughs> you're inputting whatever it is you want them to sure. do. Like once you have their trust, once you have their attention, then you could convey your message. It's almost stroke their ego in a sense. Stroke their ego, but without being stroking it, but you know. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you need, you need to connect with them at their level. Yeah. You know, powerful people like to be around powerful people. Right. And they're, they're not going to put money into someone that shows up wimpy. Right. Or not sure or unclear. Right. So a controller is someone who's dominant and, and somebody who is formal. So you got to present them in a dominant and formal way. Mm. The complete opposite of a controller is the person who's a supporter and a supporter is somebody who they're not so concerned about the result. They're more concerned about the feelings. Mm. And so they're about feelings. They're about love and acknowledgement and self-worth and respect. And the supporter, the positive thing about a supporter is that they're loving and they're caring. They're the nurturers. Yeah. They're the caretakers they're the people that will give the shirt off their back for other people they put other people first they're always focusing on your needs giving 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 givers total givers yeah the downside of a supporter is that they show up like a doormat mm. people take advantage of them people walk all over them they don't stand up for themselves they don't stand up for themselves their voice doesn't count mm. and so if you have somebody in your life that's a supporter and you try to dominate them then they're just going to shrink. Wow. They're going to go into their into their cave and they're not going to come out. Right. They're going to shut down. Right. They're going to feel abused by you. Jeez. 
And so if you're in, if you're a controller and you're in a relationship with a supporter, you got to access love and care and stroke their heart. In Connection other words, and, yeah. they, they respond to acknowledgement. They respond to love. They respond to great job. I'm proud of you. Thank you. That you will inspire a supporter that way and they'll be loyal for life. Mm. So if you're a supporter, you got to work on your voice and your courage and your self-confidence and you got to step up. Yeah. And if you're a supporter that needs to motivate a controller, then you got to own your power. You got to show up confident. Mm. You got to speak up. You can't, you know, you can't, if you're a supporter, you can't, one of the things that I talked about is how we put ourselves in a box yeah. and we say, well, that's just kind of how I am. And so the, the idea of these quadrants is not to put yourself in a box. The idea of these quadrants is to identify where you are and to shift. And we we have the ability to shift. What does shift mean? It means moving from one space to the other. Yeah. And if you learn these quadrants and you learn to navigate through these quadrants, you could access the positive gifts of each quadrant, therefore right. becoming successful. Right. And the greatest leaders probably have access to, they're probably a little bit of it. They probably have one or two dominant, but then they can always access the other two at any time. Absolutely. I mean, I'll talk about me, you know, where I operated sure. from before and, and because of this work, what I do now. Right. So being a supporter, that they're feeling oriented. The questions that supporters ask is why, you know, <laughs> and, you know, why is this happening? And, mm -hmm. You know, and they're easygoing, they're informal. So their their way of casual. being is casual, easygoing, informal. They they go with the flow. So if the controller goes, we're eating Chinese, if the supporter hates Chinese food, oh, I'll find something I like. It doesn't right. matter. <laughs> Very flexible. <laughs> Super flexible. <laughs> you know, a supporter, the gift of the supporters, they're the heart yeah. of every organization. And they're the, like the best customer support. Totally supportive. Uh, they're they're great, encouraging teams, and they're peacemakers. They're yeah. always they avoid conflict. Yeah, controllers love conflict. <laughs> they're like, let's confront this now and see who's right. Right, <laughs> and so a supporter needs to you know shift their way of being. So that's the second quadrant, I would say, in okay. terms of so we've got the controller, a supporter. You have the controller, and you have the supporter. Which and are then, opposites. Yeah, they're opposites. One is uh, results-oriented. The other is feelings-oriented. Okay. One is about, okay, what are we creating? And then the supporter is uh, why, which is a non-confrontational question. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and a non-results-producing non question. Right. They're like, why is this happening? <laughs> okay. So then we go to the other two quadrants, and the other quadrant is the promoter. And the promoter is the passionate life of the party. Mm -hmm. They're outrageous. You know, they're all about relationships. You know, if you invite them to the party, they're not going to ask why are you inviting me or what's going to happen. They want to know who's there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who's at the party. And if I like them, I'm there. Sure. And if it's fun, I'm in. Yeah. So 
uh, promoters are all about being the center of attention. They want to shine and shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> you know, you know, they, they want people to remember their name. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the gift of the promoter is that the, a promoter is outrageous and passionate and energetic and talkative. You can imagine what quadrant I fall into. <laughs> <laughs> I love, you know, being outrageous and passionate yeah. and communicative. Expressive. And, and, I love yeah. being in relationships. Yeah. I like doing things with groups of people. And that's my home base. Like speaking in front of audiences. I love it. You could put me in front of 2,000 people and I'm feeling it. Yeah. And meanwhile, you know, somebody who's the opposite quadrant, you put them in front of 2,000 people and they, they freeze. So uh, a promoter is relationship driven. Mm -hmm. A promoter is all about fun and energy. And that's the gift of a promoter. And so if you want to inspire a promoter, you can't be boring or cold or it's got to be exciting. You know, it's got to be interesting. too soft. You got to show up exciting. If you're going to sell your idea to a promoter or you want a promoter to invest his money, his millions of dollars in your business. You got to make it exciting. Got to make it passionate. This is the next big thing. This yeah, is, yeah, this is it. This is it. Yeah, and uh, you know you can't control him, and you can't just be wimpy with him either, because a, a promoter is actually dominant with their energy. Mm -hmm. They're very dominant. They're like you know they love their ideas, and at the same time they're easygoing. So they're so, casual in terms of their approach at life. They're pretty casual. You could see them in a suit. You could see them in, in flip flops. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of directors are that way. You right. know, and you've seen these directors, <laughs> Hollywood directors, that make millions of dollars and they look homeless. Right. <laughs> you know, they're promoters. They're yeah. like full of energy. Yeah. And so a promoter has a lot of energy, and the gift of the promoter is the communication, the ability to communicate, their ability to express, their ability to make people feel good. Mm -hmm. The downside is that they have so many ideas, they don't finish any. The lack of focus, maybe, or the They, they suffer from ADDDDHD. <laughs> yeah. Permanently. Right. <laughs> like when the next shiny object comes up, they're gone. Right. Right. <laughs> so I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. All of the promoters are like, that's me. <laughs> and of course, me is one of their favorite words, you know. <laughs> so a promoter, you know, if you want to inspire a promoter, you got to be passionate. You got to show up alive. You got to show up with, with energy. Yeah. And if you want to coach a promoter, you got to coach them on how to create specific goals and stick to them. Mm. Because one of the downsides of promoters is that they break their word. They're so they're, they say yes to they everything. Say everything, so they have to break somewhere. Yeah, and they probably and feel overwhelmed at some point. Ex completely overwhelmed. Like, and I just agreed to everything, and right. I have time. and people get mad at them. Yeah, and they also show up since they're so energetic and passionate. They also can show up inauthentic. Mm. They can show up like phony, like actors, actresses. There's a lot of people in acting that are promoters. Right. You know, great energy. You know, and but little follow through. Yeah. And of course, the opposite of the promoter is the analyzer. The analyzer is somebody who is formal in their way of being, like very strict their and dress. structured. Right. You know, but they're easygoing in the sense of that they don't really push through their ideas. Hmm. So they could be, they could ponder on something for a long time. Before they make a decision. Absolutely. So buying a home could take five years. Exactly. Looking at a hundred homes and analyzing every square footage. Like and, they'll take a contract and they will dissect it, decipher it. They'll talk to 10 lawyers and then they'll sign. 
Right. So an analyzer, the gift of the analyzer is detail, structure, organization. Notice this what promoters don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're detailed, structured, organized. Analyzers are their word. So if they say they're going to do something, take it to the bank. Right. But before they give their word, they're gonna think they about need it to think about it forever. <laughs> A promoter gives their word and thinks later. Right. And says sorry later. They can't and goes, oh, I ble- sorry, I, I thought I, I could make it. <laughs> so an analyzer, what's great about an analyzer is they're great with numbers, they're great with computers, they're great with structure, organization, yeah. detail-oriented. The downside of the analyzer They can probably is, run a company well. They can run the structure absolutely. of it, kind of spreadsheets. Oh, my sure. God, down to a T. Yeah. And then the downside is they lack passion, they lack spontaneity. Sometimes you have to put a, you know, a mirror underneath their nose to see if they're breathing because a lot of times they show up dead. Right. There's just no expression. No life. It's like from the neck down, not connected. Wow. I'm talking about severe case, obviously. Sure. So the gift of the analyzer, of course, is that they are disciplined. They're organized. They're structured. They could set up systems and they could, you know, decipher problems and problem solving. The downside is by the time they get to it, someone else thought of it mm. and did it right so if you have some, if you have an analyzing client you need to make sure you got the information because not having your information clear is like being caught with your the pants facts. down yeah it's like uh, got busted so you got to have the facts the details so if you're selling an analyzer or a car you got to have every single detail about that car you got to know your your product you got to know what you're communicating same thing if you have you know an employee that's an analyzer you got to explain them all the details so that he can finally feel confident and obviously coach him on being passionate and coach him on being spontaneous right so so to, yeah. give, an ex- so to give an example of that let's say you're selling a car if you're selling it to a promoter, you would say like, "This is the fastest car on the road, and you're gonna have the best time. You're gonna, you know, it's gonna be the talk of the town. The way it looks, you're gonna look you're good gonna look amazing. in it. You're gonna, you're gonna look amazing you're gonna in it. Everyone. Yeah, you're people gonna feel gonna, good. It's, people are gonna want to ride the car exciting. with you. Right. You're gonna feel confident. Right. You're gonna be a superstar. Right. And if you're selling to an analyzer, you're saying you're gonna get you know, X amount of you know, miles, miles per, per gallon, gallon. Yeah, right. and the warranty is amazing <laughs> and the structure of it. And look, right. it's got lithium and it's got this and right. it's got unbelievable Six lights and steel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the air conditioner has all these modules. Right. And, you know, they want to know all the details of the car uh-huh. and, and, and how they're, how, how much money they're going to put down and how much they're going to save and how being with you, they're saving money sure. and all the details. And if it's a supporter and if it's a supporter, it's very safe for your family, you're going to be safe and you're going to be able to carry your entire family with you in this minivan because right. they all have minivans right because they want everybody in it lots of space yeah lots of space the groceries the dog that yeah yeah you're gonna be able to carry people's luggage and help people take people to the airport <laughs> carpool <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so i mean yeah and and if it's a controller they got to feel that how it that it's never going to break down it's so you'll be able to get yeah. it's reliable you'll be able to get to work on time and yeah. you won't miss days it's of efficient. work it's yeah. 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 Interesting. And if you're a controller and you have a supporter, you need to shift 
because a controller. If you are a controller selling. No, no. If you're, I'm a controller and uh-huh. I'm selling to a supporter. Yep, yep. I can't dominate my way through that conversation. No. You got to become nurturing. And I got to be loving. soft and access feelings, which sub- controllers hate. <laughs> it's like icky, mushy. Right. So you got to be nice and soft and loving and caring. And the same thing in a relationship. Let's take yeah. it home. So you're a controller. Your wife's a supporter. If you try to dominate your wife, she's going to feel, before you know it, resentful, and she'll leave you. Yeah, unloved. You know, unloved, or she'll feel like a, a doormat. Yeah. So if you're a controller and that's your style, you got to be loving and supportive and access that and develop that. If you're a controller and you have a analyzing wife, you got to be. You got to slow it down. You got to give her the space or give him the space to come up with his, his own conclusions. Yeah. And you got to get, you got to be very clear in your communication about the plan. Like you're going on vacation. It can't be, you can't wing it because they won't feel safe. Right. Promoters wing it. <laughs> right. You know, if you're a controller and you've got a promoter, you got to access the passion. So each quadrant has its pros and its cons. And I think it's important for each one of you that are listening to identify, okay, which is my home base? Mm -hmm. What is my strength? What is my weakness? And by knowing your strength, you know what you could count on. And by identifying your weaknesses, you could develop it. Sure. And then you could do what's called style flexing. Mm. And style flexing is reading and identifying your audience, whether it's relationship, business, whether it's community, whatever it is. Look at your audience and see what's wanted and needed. Mm. And by shifting, so let's say I'm a supporter and I've got a controlling audience, I gotta up the power. Sure. Or if I'm an analyzer, I have a promoting audience, I gotta access passion, passion yeah. which to me is foreign. Right. So scary. I got I got scary. It's <laughs> like, you know, your belief systems are going off. And so when you hold yourself in a box, well, no, it's just that's how I am. I'm an analyzer and I've always been that way. Well, that's being a victim of whatever your comfort zone is because we all have our comfort zones sure. and we all have our home base. Yeah. Interesting. Now, how does someone determine what if they're like, well, I'm a little bit of all of that or I'm not really sure which one I am. How do they determine what they are? Is there like a formal test they can take? Is there something to determine their dominant? Well, I think that in the description, as you're listening to the description, you'll you know what rings. Out, yeah. you, you ring. You know what rings true. Yeah. You know if you, if you know if you show up like a controller right. and you like to be a control. You like to have results and you right. kind of sometimes bypass people's feelings. And you know if you're all about putting everybody first and right. you're all about feelings and you're a supporter and you know that if you analyze everything to death and you suffer sometimes from sure. analysis paralysis. <laughs> Okay, and you also know if you're this spontaneous burst of energy, right? You know you're a, right. you're a flying unicorn in the air. <laughs> <laughs> What's and, and so and so I, I want, I'm answering your question. Uh-huh. I want to say that there's also different moments. For example, maybe at home I'm a supporter, and at work I'm a controller. Maybe uh, in my community I'm a analyzer. Or in public, I'm one way. So there's different roles that sure. we play, and they fall into that. Right. And so it depends on the situation. Yeah. Some people are the same everywhere. Some people shift. Some people have 
needed to develop a certain part that they weren't before. For example, maybe you've been a supporter your whole life, but now you run a Fortune 500 company and you need to access controller and right. you learned through the school of hard knocks yeah. that you had, a, you got, you had to up, up the velocity in terms of who you're showing up as. Right. And also, there are people that have a little bit of two quadrants or three quadrants. Mm. For example, myself... When I was younger, I was promoter with promoter. You know, there was not an ounce of anything else in me. I was just all about having fun. Right. And I didn't care. You know, I was late to everything. I didn't care what people <laughs> thought. I didn't care about my appearance. You know, I was like casual, but I was always about having fun and having a good time. And if it wasn't fun, I wouldn't do it. And the problem with that is that my feelings absolutely controlled me. So when I was having fun, I was feeling it, I would do it. And when I didn't feel it, I quit. Yeah. So, of course, I was Mr. Start Everything, Never Finish. Uh-huh. Okay, so I was a total promoter. As I developed myself in, in the transformational journey I've been on since I started doing these workshops that you've also done, I have learned to take the best of that, which is the energy and the passion, and I've developed a more responsible, detail-oriented, focused person in me, which is the analyzer. Right. And so in different moments of my life, I access different things. But if you were to ask me right now, what's my home base? I'd say promoter with controller because of my business, I have to be in charge. I got to be, I got to, I got to take the lead. And so I'm a little bit of promoter with controller. Yeah. And there are people that feel that they're controller with analyzer. And there's people that are analyzer with controller, or maybe you feel that you're a supporter with promoter Mm. but it's very rare that you're a controller with supporter right yeah it's like complete as a home base doesn't mean that you're not that way in different areas sure so so as as you identify the quadrant then you're able to move people and to make an impact yeah so just ask yourself you know of the four quadrants which is the one that you find is most you so I want to just ask you yeah. directly, Lewis, yeah. what, of all that I've described, which one do you feel like it's your home base? doesn't mean you don't access all the other ones sure. because I know you do. I've seen right. you. You right. access all of it. It's definitely a promoter. I'd say promoter controller. Um, okay, so promoter meaning that you have a lot of energy, a lot of passion. You uh, want to do a million things. Yeah, and I'm a marketer like by nature. My business, it's like promoting my business, my you know, events, getting the word what, out what's there. What's the downside that you've had to work through? Definitely like feeling overwhelmed sometimes because I commit to too many projects. It's like everything is fun and exciting, like a great idea. Let's do it all. I'm like, oh, I'm dropping the ball on a few of these things or they're not where I want them to be. So I might feel overwhelmed or getting the structure in place for each exciting idea and, you know, tapping into that organized structure uh, part of me. So sometimes that happens. And which quadrant would you say is the the more difficult or the more challenging quadrant for you to relate to? Like when you have a group of people like that, it's like it's stretch. Yeah, I mean, I would say the most challenging. I feel like I've worked a lot on it and been able to tap into a lot of these, but I'd say the hardest is the analyzer. Just because they're like an extreme analyzer, it's like where's the energy? They don't they don't mirror the passion when I bring it. So you're you're all passionate and excited and, and they're, they're like, and they're looking at you confused <laughs> exactly. like you're from Mars. Exactly. <laughs> and so I think it's meeting them where they're at, mirroring an analyzer 
And I feel uh, like I'm looking at my mirror. That's my biggest <laughs> challenge too. I'm right? a promoter. Yeah. yeah. Promoter, promoter with controller. Uh-huh. And the biggest challenge for me is analyzer. Yeah. And because I use these quadrants. The supporter is easy, I think. Like I can be very supportive. Yeah, yeah. Loving. For you, yeah, for you, for me, for me. But but going back to using the quadrants. Yeah. So because of these quadrants, and I've learned these quadrants, I've been able to slow it down. Yeah. Be more detail oriented. Be more visual. Right. Analyzers are also visual. Mm-hmm. So promoters are more about you know communication and listening and hearing and feeling. Feelings. Yep. Analyzer is more about logic. Yeah. So I've been able to develop, you know, more of a structured approach to what I do so that people could identify to that and that way I don't lose my my analyzing people that are in that quadrant. Right. And so the idea of this podcast is that you identify which is your quadrant mm-hmm. and develop the quadrants that are challenging for you. So how would someone develop their non-dominant quadrants. You know, obviously you said first step is really being aware of what you are, I think. So if you're a promoter or a controller or a supporter analyzer, being aware of that. And then how would you start tapping into and practicing the other ones? Like what are some things you could do, some things you could think about or So for example, if you're if you have a hard time um being passionate and expressive, then you could start doing things that are passionate. For example, let's say Promoters love to dance. Oh, yes. I you love know, to like, dance. I know you do. So do, so you. do I. I'm <laughs> a, I'm a, it's like dance, I'm in. <laughs> so for an analyzer, one of the things that I could invite an analyzer to do is to find a place to go dancing. Oh, that's true. And, and just be outrageous and dance for like nobody's watching. Wow. And just you know, give yourself permission. Let the music move through you. Oh. And as your analyzing brain is saying, I look stupid, <laughs> Right. just know that that's a belief that you're making up and you get to challenge it yeah. because who cares how you look? Yeah. It's about accessing passion. An analyzer could practice communicating with passion. An analyzer could be more expressive, can also surround himself with a promoter that could coach him. Mm -hmm. Because remember one of the ways that we develop ourselves is finding a mentor that is doing what we want to do you know, for example, you want to have a successful business, then you want to surround yourself with people who have more successful hire, businesses. Or hire a business coach, or, or whatever, hire yeah. a business coach. So, uh, an analyzer could access that in terms of you know looking for people that are passionate and and, and have that skill right. and that ability. And the same thing with a promoter. How could a promoter develop his organizational skills by finding somebody who's organized? It's like it's sometimes painful for me to be around so many analyzers or to even think about organization like structuring things and like charting it all down. It just something like hurts my brain sometimes. Well, the more practice that you have (laughs) at that, the easier it becomes. It becomes part of your comfort zone. Sure. Sure. So it's a question of practicing. Yeah. It's a question of doing the task and and having somebody that is already an expert at that working with you. That's what I was just going to say. Like, if you're not an analyzer, definitely hire an analyzer in your business to do those things for you. Cause I don't recommend being all those things in your business, I personally recommend focusing on the thing you're great at, hiring people around you to support the company with the things you're not great at, but obviously understanding how right, to tap but if, into. If somebody that's listening can't hire somebody, true, then, then you're have to they got to let gotta, them do it. That's yeah, true. they got. I mean, we can't all just hire people. That's true. <laughs> We're not like you. Some of us actually, you know, that's true. 
That's true. No, I understand that. Can't, don't have that on our payroll. But if you do, <laughs> but if you do, you definitely will not be able to understand. Well, I, to I think I think that anybody that is successful, part of what's going to have them be successful is find people that are good at what they do, of course, and surround yourself with them. Right. I I now have an accountant. I'm not, you know, I don't do numbers, yeah. so I have an accountant. I've accessed the analyzer me by organizing myself to such a degree that I even hired an accountant. Right. That used to be not on my radar. So the whole point of this is that, you know, if, if you find that you're strong in one area and you have weaknesses in the other, you got to do things that represent that. For example, if you're a controller and you're used to being in charge and you're used to being, you know, doing things your way, stretch yeah. and let other people contribute to you. Practice listening. Do listening exercises. Connect with somebody who's a supporter that expresses how they feel. Mm. Talk about your feelings. Do things that are uncomfortable. None of these things are impossible. All these things are completely accessible to all of us. It's sure. a question of a choice. Yeah. You know, a, a controller could could choose to write a love note to his Ooh. wife if he chooses to. Wow. And open his heart and actually practice being loving. You know, or actually a controller could actually have a meeting with his employees and just do an acknowledgement meeting. I just want to acknowledge you guys. I wow. want to thank you for the hard work. Do you have any the idea? Controller? Controller. Wow, that'd to be powerful. Do that, to do that with his employees. Think about how far that will go. Wow. And if you're a supporter boss and you have a hard time expressing your feelings and you're, and, and not your feelings, sorry, I have a hard time expressing your opinions and you want to make a stand and and you want to confront something, then you need to practice speaking up, speaking louder, speaking clearer, and do those kind of exercises that access another part of you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it's not necessarily supposed to be easy. It can be easy once you develop the skills, but it's called a, you know, a stretch for a reason, I guess. It's going to be challenging to get out of your comfort zone and start tapping into these other personality types. So definitely, you know, don't beat yourself up if you're not able to do this right away. It's going to take time. Well, the first step is to be aware. Yeah. You know, you're you're a promoter and your girlfriend's an analyzer. You know, don't yeah. just say, "Hey, we're going to go wherever." You got to be clear about where you're going and make sure it works for her and then right. once once you're speaking, another thing I want to say, it doesn't mean to squash your your quadrant. Right. So once you have the controller's attention, then you can be passionate. Sure. Then you can be outrageous. Yeah. But if you go into a controller, let's say you want to sell something to a controller and you're like, hi, how are you doing? Oh my God. And you're out of your body. <laughs> the controller will look at you like you're an alien. <laughs> right. So you got to be more reserved. Excuse me, sir. Do you have a few minutes? Right. I don't want to bother you, but this is very important. You know, you got to, you got to speak on their terms. Right. Once you have the attention of somebody, once then you, you can get passionate. Once you styled flexed, then you could bring them into your vision. Interesting. So a supporter, once they're confident and they show up powerful for the controller, then the supporter could bring their heart in there. Interesting. Because at the end of the day, we're all the same. Exactly. Yeah. We just have we, we just have different masks on. Mm. And these are different masks. Controller has that mask, but yeah. underneath it they want the same thing we all do, which is to love and be loved. That's true. You know, at the end of the day. That's true. So I want to give you guys uh, you know, a 
a challenge. Well, I guess it's not a challenge, but I want you to post in the comments section. Wherever you're listening to this, go back to the show notes over at lewishouse.com. I'll give you the specific link at the end of this podcast. Go back there. In the comments section, I want you to post what your dominant quadrant is. So promoter, controller, supporter, analyzer. You've probably got enough information now from what Chris has been talking about. Go in the comments section, post what your dominant one is. If you have two, they maybe post uh, the two. And uh, what else should they, should they say in that? Should they say what the greatest benefit is for them for being that or what's been holding them back for being that? Yeah, they could say what, what the benefit is of that quadrant and what their challenge is. There you go. So my benefit is that I'm able to connect with people. I'm able to relate to people. My challenge is that I don't follow through. Right. And also, I think it'd be interesting to hear what is what quadrant is the biggest challenge because one of the biggest complaints that I get in my seminars is if my husband would only change, Mm. if my boss would only change, if the teachers would only change and a leader is not concerned about other people changing, a leader's concerned about reaching people where they're at. Wow. That's interesting. And if I reach people where they're at and I access all of the quadrants, whatever is wanted and needed. You want to be a Jedi master of the quadrants. Wow. Promoter, here it is. Analyzer, here it is. Supporter, here it is. Controller, here it is. You know, you got to be able to wow. access whatever is wanted and needed. This is interesting that you just said this, you know, just because so many people talk about their relationship, their romantic relationship, as if their boyfriend or girlfriend has a problem. Or that they only, if they could only change, just like you said, or if they would only do this differently or this differently. But really, it comes down to yourself being able to adapt to what they're doing so that you can connect better, right? Absolutely. If you're in a relationship and you're not relating to each other, then there's a wall in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And the only way to tear down the wall is somebody needs to move. Mm. And that person is you if you're the leader, if you choose to be a leader in your life. Now, obviously, someone needs to lead the way. And obviously, it'd be great if both uh, parties in the relationship understood these principles so that they could both adapt when one person may not be on or be in their head, the other person can style flex. With but them. you know what? We, that's that, that's a there's a pitfall to what you just said mm-hmm. because okay. if we're still waiting for the other person, then then it's never, never going to work. Yeah. So I I believe in leading by example. Right. So for example, I'm a controller, and as a controller, I'm sorry is not part of my vocabulary. Right. Because I'm sorry means as a promoter I'm, or a controller. Controller. Yeah. Because I'm always right. Yeah, yeah. I just said that. Yeah, yeah. Controller. Yeah, yeah doesn't say I'm sorry. Sure. So let's say I'm a controller and I'm with a controller girlfriend. So controller, controller, and no one's sorry. What's going to happen? With a lot of conflict. Explosion. Of Explosion. Anger. It's called drama. I don't know if you've had that in your relationship. It's called drama. And so the only way that something's going to be different is if one of you and hopefully the person listening to this podcast <laughs> that has the tool takes the first step and go, you know what? I blew it. Wow. I'm sorry. And access supporter. And That's what happens when you do that? You know what? I find that when you lead by example, people follow. Hmm. But it's really hard. For and I've seen that happen. It's really hard for a controller to do that, though. 
to own up to their breakdown. Right. Absolutely. Wow. But that's what a leader does. A leader does. So if you're in a relationship and you're a controller and you're with somebody else that's either a supporter, controller, analyzing, or promoter, you got to be willing to lead the way. Wow. You know, so it, it's it's all about shifting. It's all mm-hmm. about getting myself out of the box. And I think that part of what we grew up with is the need of certainty. Mm. This is who I am. This is who you are. Now we know who we are. And I think that that's a, a mistake because it's limiting. And when I hold myself in a box called, well, that's just the way I am, then I have no possibility for anything different to happen. That's the way I am or that's the way things are. Oh, that's just how my mom is. Mm. You know, it's amazing. I'll, I'll, I'll share something. I went through this training and, and these seminars and this coaching that, that I'm providing here and my mom transformed <laughs> and my mom didn't go through it right? yet. She did later. And what's amazing was that my mom didn't need to. Yeah. Because the box I had my mom in called, well, that's the way she is, never allowed me to connect with her. Mm. And so my mom transformed as a result of my transformation. What happened was that I spoke to her on her terms. Once I was able to bridge that gap, then our relationship got better. Wow. Interesting. So my mom is controller with controller. Yeah. And I grew up being promoter with promoter. So you can imagine me breaking my word, never bringing the car back on time, never returning phone calls, you know, just never, you know, just, you know, my mom being a controller would be upside down about that. Right. And so instead of waiting for my mom to change, one thing I realized was I need to be the change I want to see in others. Didn't Gandhi say that? Yeah. Be the change you want to see in others. Mm. So I started showing up responsible, keeping my word, confident with my mom. And from that point, our relationship shift. She started shifted. to see you in a different way and connect with you in a different way. Because in her mean. idea, controller is responsible. Yeah. So all of the responsible their word and on time and all those things, yeah. Yeah. And, and so... It's all about you shifting your characterization of yourself and others. Right. Very powerful stuff. Now, there's there's a lot of different personality tests out there, right? This is what's this one called? Is there a specific name for this? Or it's called a personality matrix. matrix. And there's like Myers Briggs. There's a few other ones. There's right? a lot of them. There's some that are that that have to do with, you know, um, emotions and and processing. Yeah. There's yeah. neurolinguistic programming. There's a lot of different personality types, I mean, uh, tests, Tests. but this is something that, that when I heard it, it kind of rang true for me Made sense. Yeah. And it was easy. It's easy to duplicate. Yeah. I did the Myers Briggs once, but I always forget like what I am. It's like, I don't know. I always forget it, but this is simple for me. Like I'm a promoter slash controller. Right. And I can tap into the other stuff, but it's like, I understand it. And also, like I said, it depends on the situation. Sometimes, sometimes you're, you know, I've seen powerhouses at work become you know these supporters Soft at home puppy dogs <laughs> over their children and that's not good either i mean you got to you got to be able to access ideally you want to be smack in the middle of the four quadrants yeah and have what's wanted and needed given the situation moment, right so like in persuasion when you want to persuade somebody to do something a controller process is very different than a supporter and a supporter process is different than an analyzer. An analyzer process is different than a promoter. 
and a promoter, you know, process is different than a controller. Mm. And so if you're going to persuade, like you were talking about the car, persuade a promoter, you got to connect with their energy and their passion. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's persuade them on a business team or in a relationship or to sell them something. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us are in sales of some sort. Of course, always. And so to enroll, which is a word I like to use, when yeah. you want to enroll, you know, the key to success is building relationship. Yeah. So if I'm the leader, it's up to me to build a relationship with a promoter. And if I go up to a promoter all analytical <laughs> and detail-oriented. They're not going to be enrolled. Their ADD won't be able to handle it. Yeah. They'll be bored. They'll be on their phone. They'll be looking at And you could have the best product analyzer. Yeah. You could have every guarantee in the world. But even if you give it away for free, the promoter's not buying it. Bored. Yeah. So if you're going to enroll a promoter, you got to be passionate, excited, and outrageous. Yeah. And you had to practice that. And so that's what's going to work with a promoter. Sure, sure. Once you speak their language, then you could give them all the details and you could give them all of the other things that, that, that go along with your own personality. Sure. But you got to shift that. If you're going to persuade or motivate or inspire a promoter, you got to make it fun for them. Right. So you got to give them, and since their downside is uh, breaking their word, you got to give them short projects. Sure. It's got to be a short leash. It's not going to take a year. It's going to take no, no, a no, week. No, 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 because, you know, in a week or a day or, yeah, you right. know, two days or, you know, you got to give them short, short-term goals. Sure, yeah. An analyzer is the opposite. They love long-term goals with benchmarks. Five-year plan. You know, the plans. <laughs> and so if you're going to inspire and convince an analyzer, you got to give them all of the facts. Mm -hmm. More data, better. Yeah. yeah. You know, the information. If you're going to inspire, motivate, and persuade a supporter, you got to connect with their heart. Sure. If they fall in love with you, they're buying everything. Right. Over and over. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you look pretty, nice dress. I mean, beautiful day. You're so, I love this. You know, and it's it's got to be real. You can't be full sure. of it. But when they feel that you're building your relationship skills with them, then, then they're in. I love it. And same thing with a controller. You want to persuade a controller, you got to show up powerful and confident, and you need to show up credible. You know, it's got to be clear. It's got to be to the point, and it's got to be results. Right, right. Well, we've been almost going for an hour, and it feels like 10 minutes. Really? It's crazy, huh? No way. I swear, yeah. So, I could go on for another hour. I know. I could <laughs> listen to this and talk about this stuff and dissect it forever. Uh, but I want to make sure that people take this and run with it. And I want you guys to go back to the site. I'm going to give you the show, the show note link here in a second. Uh, but make sure to go back, leave a comment on this post on lewishouse.com and tell us what quadrants you're in. We'll have them listed on the show notes so you can refer back to it. Um, how that's been beneficial for you and what was the other thing? Which one is, is challenging Which for you? Which one's challenging for you to tap into? So those three things we want you to post in the comment section. Also, you can just tweet at Chris Motivador. I'll have it linked on the show notes as well. You can tell them which one you are. Go ahead. I also have a little trick, like a little tool that you can use so that you know what's missing in any given moment. Are you in? Let's do it. What all is right. it? So here, all you need to do is write down these four things. Number one, outrageousness. Write down that word, outrageousness. We'll put it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Number two, vulnerability. Number three, 
Keep your word. Mm. Keep your word. And number four, I matter. Okay. What was the first one again? Outrageousness. Outrageousness. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Keep your word. Keep your word. I matter. I matter. Okay, cool. So the first one, outrageousness, is for the? Promoter. The analyzer. Well, for the analyzer to be outrageous. Right. So, yeah. like, so in any given moment you're having a breakdown in your life, look at that list and you'll know which one you need to provide. Right. And think so about being outrageous. So if I'm in a breakdown, I'm looking, okay, I need, I need outrageousness That's in this moment. That's what need. Got you. Okay. So the analyzer needs that reminder. So yeah. outrageousness. The second one is vulnerability, and that's for the controller. controller. Yeah. So if you find yourself locking horns with somebody, be and vulnerable. you look at that, uh, let me be vulnerable. Okay. Keep okay. your word would be for the promoter. The promoter. So if there's a breakdown with the promoter, it's usually around their word. Gotcha. Keeping their word. So a promoter needs that little reminder. Okay. And then the fourth one is I matter, and that would be the supporter. Wow. Yeah. Because a supporter forgets their own value. Their worth. Yes. Powerful stuff. Well, as always, Chris, this is amazing. And I think this is probably the best one out of all three so far. <laughs> you always say <laughs> Who that. Knows? You're a promoter. Who knows? You always say that. Everyone's the best one. I feel the same way. This is great, though. I mean, they're all powerful. But uh, if you haven't listened to the first two, go back and listen to those. I also would like feedback on how you've not only which one you are and which one's a challenging, which one's challenging for you, but I'd like feedback on my Twitter, Arova or at Chris Motivador. And also Lewis House yeah. on, on yeah. his Twitter um, on how you applied this mm, yeah. and the results. In your relationships. Yeah, like, like personal, wow, Chris, I applied this with my wife and it's amazing. Yeah. I shifted. I started reading poetry to her mm. and it changed my relationship. Yeah. You know, little things like that, little details make the difference. I yeah. like to hear about that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, maybe go today or tonight, whenever you're listening to this, do something differently tap into something differently or make a list of the things you could do yes that are out of character yeah and try uh tapping into it with one person someone that matters to you most in your life maybe the most important relationship a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend and uh even if your relationship is already great tap into that one thing that you know will connect with them on an emotional level or on a level that reaches their quadrant and uh see what happens and share with us the results beautiful either, either on twitter in the comments section, anywhere. But again, Facebook, I also have a fan page, Chris Lee Motivational Trainer. Chris Lee Motivational Trainer. On we'll, Facebook. We'll have it all linked up. Um, Chris, thanks so much. This is incredible. Great information. Valuable information. Um, let's go into, you know, I've already asked you this twice now, but the third time, since it's the question I ask everyone at the end, which is, what's your definition of greatness? So maybe pertaining around this, in terms of relationships, what's your different definition of greatness? Reinvention. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, everyone, for coming on. And uh, Chris, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you. It's been great, like always. Yes. Wow, wow. 
wow, wow. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on the four different personality types to connect with and how to influence and inspire anyone to move into action. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends over on Facebook, on Twitter, post a picture on Instagram where you are listening to this episode. Make sure to tag Chris and go back to the show notes over at lewishouse.com slash 80 to get all the information, all the notes, and uh, all the stuff that we talked about in this episode. lewishouse.com slash 80. And thanks, you guys, so much for subscribing on iTunes. I see a lot of people subscribing lately, a lot of people leaving reviews. That helps the rankings on iTunes, and it gets the message out there, gets the podcast out there to more people. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe today and leave a review. I would uh, love to see the reviews you guys have, and uh, let me know that you subscribed. Just shoot me a tweet over at Lewis Howes on Twitter. Thanks again, guys, so much for tuning in. I appreciate you for being loyal and avid listeners of the show and ambassadors of the School of Greatness. You guys know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>